What's up, everyone? Welcome back to NFL Only here on Sport Talk. And today, I'll be recapping week 10 of the NFL season. And we'll get right into it here. We got Miami, or Baltimore at Miami, uh, Thursday night football. And this was a crapshoot of a game. Uh, it was a real crapshoot of a game. It was just a badly played game. Uh, and the, the offenses weren't, weren't good at all. Baltimore wasn't able to protect Lamar at all. They were... They got four sacks uh, on the on the day, and you know there was some drop passes, especially late in the game. You had the Sammy Watkins uh, fumble, uh, and then scoop and score for Miami. They kind of sealed the deal at the end. It's just this this Baltimore offense look it, Thursday night looked like it did last season, where there was just no type of rhythm within the offense. The offense just looked like it was all over the place, and Lamar. Lamar is doing everything that he can to help this team win. Uh, you know, he was he was helping them drive down the field down 9-3 in the fourth quarter. And then, obviously, Sammy Watkins fumbles. They scoop it up and uh, go up by two scores. And then, even when they pin them at the one-yard line, Lamar goes down, 99-yard touchdown drive, goes down and scores. And then the defense, all they had to do was they could let up a field goal. They'd still be down by eight, but they let up a field goal. But instead, they allow Miami to march down and score a touchdown, and it just sealed the game. Uh, Lamar, Lamar is, is, I think, is doing everything he can with the roster and what he's given with. Like all, this is the I think they have the most people on on IR in the NFL. Uh, you know, all the running backs. That was the story of the offseason. The Ravens running back core uh, being injured and every single one of them getting put, getting put on IR this season, and now I think we're starting to see like some of the uh, some of the I guess I, I won't say consequences, but some of the I guess hardships that they they're having to deal with now uh, because Lamar's their leading rusher right now, uh, and it. And it, it, it that's very concerning. That's very very concerning. Devonta Freeman, uh, 3.5 yards a carry. Le'Veon Bell had 0.3 yards a carry. Like he had three carries for one yard. Um, and it's just this this offense isn't. It's just one dimensional now. It's just everything's centered around Lamar. They have nothing else they can really do besides center it around Lamar. And Andrews has had a regression year. Uh, Rashard Bateman's injured, but he's looked really good in his first couple of games in the NFL. Marquise Brown is still the same Marquise Brown. He's not. He'll he'll put up like one or two good games a year, and then he'll have and then he'll just have the games where he has thirteen targets and six receptions, and you're just wondering, like, why can't he produce more with the amount of targets that he's getting? Uh, and the ability to make people miss. There's a couple of screen plays on third down. I didn't like those calls. And, you know, there's a couple of times where he could have made a man miss. He could have got a first down, picked up a first down. And I think they started 0 of 9 or 0 of 8 or 0 of 7 or something. Uh, then pick up their first down to the second half or pick up their first uh, or convert their first third down until the second half. And that, that's not winning football uh, at all. But I think give them props to Miami here. You know, two straight wins. Uh, what they beat Houston and they beat uh, they beat Baltimore this week and then who they play next week they play the Jets and then if we're being realistic here they play the Jets they play the Panthers they play the Giants they play the Jets 
if somehow Miami goes on a six-game winning streak and gets back to seven and seven, I don't. I, I wouldn't know what to say. I wouldn't know what to say. That would be one of the more, more shocking things I think I've seen in recent memory in the NFL. Uh, the schedule does toughen up. I think they'll finish at the best. They'll finish seven and ten. Uh, but I think they're they're gonna be around a five five four man team. I don't really see them beating Carolina or or the Giants uh, this year. And I'm just I don't know. This team's been a crapshoot uh, this whole season. Uh, whether you put on Brian Flores or you put on some other thing too, and that being a a good quarterback, it it is what it is. This team. Had high expectations come into the year. They they won on an easy schedule last year. Got the ten wins. Barely missed out on the playoffs. Uh, they had a chance to get in the playoffs. All they had to do was beat Buffalo, and they got thumped by like fifty points in that game. Uh, and it's just that this off this team as a whole, I think, needs to recuperate. I don't think they need a complete rebuild because uh, I just don't think they have the talent on this team to. Do it. I just think they just need to get better talent. They have a lot. They have draft picks. Go out and get better talent. Get a quarterback of the future if you don't believe two was your quarterback, and then see where that goes. But Miami right now, it's just it's all over the place. It's I don't I don't I don't know what to say besides that it's all over the place and it's just it's not a good it's not a very well run team at the moment. Uh, but they got a good win Thursday. Uh, Tua played probably his, one of his best games of the season. Uh, but in the end, it all it all it really comes down to is can you win football games? If they can go on a four game winning streak, uh, they can get back to seven and seven. They have the, they have the Saints in New Orleans, and then they play New England, who they beat earlier in the year at New England. Who who's could say who who who's to say that they can't go nine and eight and sneak into a playoff spot? Who's to say they can? But realistically, I don't see that happening. I think they're going to be a five-one team this year. Uh, I, I think I, don't know, I just they need to they need to do something in the offseason to switch whatever's happening. The momentum that they're going down or the trajectory they're going down right now is not good, and they need to fix that. But we'll move on here to the Saints at Tennessee, and this was, this was a good game. It's probably one of the better games of the week. Trevor Simeon, I'll say this. He he's been playing very well. He's not a starter. I don't think he is a starter. Uh, but he's a very good he's a very good football player. He's a very good backup. And I think we're starting to see kind of the long term effects of of a Trevor Simeon uh, starting quarterback situation. It's like he's a good quarterback. He's going to get you in positions to maybe win games, uh, but he's not going to win you those games. Uh, and I think we're starting to see that with New Orleans, where I think they they're kind of used to the quarterback giving them or winning them the football game, and not the team winning them the football game. And I think we're starting to see that a little bit. And it's uh, it's it, they're on a path where I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, you know, I think they can bounce off a of win here and there. I think they'll be around. They'll be above five hundred. I think they'll be around nine and eight. The question is, like, who are they gonna? Are they gonna be able to get a tiebreaker over Minnesota, or are they gonna be able to get a tiebreaker over 
uh, you know, Washington, if they go on a run, or the Giants, or one of those other teams, uh, can they get a tiebreaker over them? I don't know if that's going to be uh, a certain thing, but I will say this, though. New Orleans fights to the end, and they're a very fun team to watch. They're a very, very fun team to watch. They're very well coached. I think we're seeing how good of a coach Sean Payton is this year. His team has been in every game uh, without Jameis Winston. I think every game this season, besides the uh, Carolina game, uh, week two, where they got got trounced by uh, Sam Darnold when Sam Darnold was playing like a starting quarterback. Uh, they barely lose to the Giants, and then they go down and they lose the last second. They come back against the Falcons, lose the last second, lose on a last second field goal, and then their kicker misses two extra points. Misses two extra points, and they lose the game because of it. They won twenty four to twenty three, or that would be that would have been the score after their touchdown if. Uh, if their kicker makes the makes the field goal, and I forget when they scored, I forgot how much time that left with when they did score. Let me check it real quick. So they scored with what a minute a minute fifteen left. It's possible Tennessee could have drove down and get a game winning field goal, but you know who knows? Like New Orleans has a really good pass rush. Tennessee's offensive line has not played the best this season. Ryan Tannehill tends to choke in certain situations in big games. Who knows? They could have won the game, but it's. I think people people forget about that third phase. We looked at, you know, the first game of the season, uh, Dallas at Tampa Bay, where Greg Zerline had his worst game of his career, and it cost Dallas the game. I think people underestimate how important that third phase of the game is, how important special teams is. And when you're just putting kickers out there, when you're changing kickers and their confidence gets down, that can be detrimental to your team. And it was to do once because you're not going to blow out anybody, everybody that you play. But if you get into a close matchup, it can be the difference between winning and losing. It was for New Orleans in this game. Uh, but Trevor Simeon balled out. He's been playing phenomenal. I like the the usage of Taysom Hill. I think they used him very well. I think he threw he threw a couple times. They ran him a little bit, and they're just getting him back in the flow of things. I think uh, hopefully they utilize him a little bit more because they don't have as they don't have the weapons. They don't have weapons at all. I'll just say it. they don't really have weapons. Uh, Deontay Harris, very fast player, very electric player, but he's not a high. Uh, he's not. He's not. He's not going to be a high touches guy. He you need to. He needs to get a big play every now and then. He's not going to get a lot of touches. You need somebody that's, that's going to be able to produce for you with uh, a lot of touches. And Alvin Kamara is injured right now, unfortunately. Uh, and they need somebody to step up. And I don't think they have that guy. I think that's another issue when you have somebody like Trevor Simeon, who I think needs one of those receivers to help him and pr- uh, propel him a little bit and to kind of push him and set him apart from uh, or set him up to win games. Uh, Trevor Simeon is a good quarterback. He's going to be a good game manager. But when he doesn't have that elite receiver, I think it's sometimes hard for him to – or it's hard just to move the ball with him where, you know, you may have Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers doesn't really necessarily have the best receivers. And, he, you know, he makes it happen. But Trevor Simeon, I don't think he can do that as often. And I think it's – I think it shows this, this New Orleans offense just isn't – 
it's not what it used to be. It's not what it used to be. But I think you still see how good of a coach Sean Payton is and how prepared his teams are. Because every game that they've been in this year, except minus the Carolina game, they've had a chance to win. But hell on Tennessee a little bit. Their defense the last couple of weeks has been phenomenal. The ability to step up when they don't uh, – when Derrick Henry went down and to uh, kind of allow this offense to kind of get into a rhythm of a game. And, you know, this offense, like, yes, their running attack hasn't been good. 2.3 yards a carry. Not the best. Uh, but their, often, their offense is still being able to – is still able to put up points and put up uh, uh, 20 – or at least, at least 20 points in these uh, first two games where – that's good enough to win a that's good enough to win a football game in the NFL. If you're if you get to 20, 23 points, that's good enough to win a football game in the NFL or put you put your team in a position to win a football game in the NFL. But one thing with this team though is yes, it may be like Derrick Henry's injury may open up stuff in the passing game a lot because you know, yes, when a star player does get injured. Some teams do struggle with, like, who's going to be that next option, who's going to be that number one guy, because maybe they don't have that next number one guy. Maybe it's going to be a by-committee type of thing. We're kind of what Tennessee's doing at the moment, where you have A.J. Brown, uh, you have Julio. I don't think Julio played this week. All right. Yeah, I think he's back on the IR with a ham- the hamstring injury. But they need. But Tennessee doesn't have that one option, and it's going to be a by-committee thing. And that's going to stress teams out a little bit. I think it could benefit them going on to the season. And as and when they start getting used to playing without Derrick Henry, uh, because, you know, you need that adjustment period for some teams where your star player gets injured and you kind of need an adjustment. Like, we can't call some of the same stuff that we did with Derrick Henry in the game. And I think we're starting to see that a little bit where they're, they're playing good football. But you're starting to see a little bit of an adjustment on the offensive end without Derrick Henry. But they're still winning games, and that's what you want to see of a team like Tennessee. But Tennessee, uh, my pick to win the AFC, they're on track to do it. Hopefully they do. Uh, but who knows? But it should be a fun, I think, season for them uh, going down. I want to see who they have left real quick before I move on to uh, Tampa Bay and Washington here. Uh, but they have uh, Houston next. They have New England and Jacksonville. They're going to get the 10 wins within those within the next three weeks. Whether they lose to New England or not, I think they'll beat them. But they're going to get to 10 wins here, and that's going to be good enough for a playoff spot, especially with Miami and, ten, or Miami and Houston to wrap up the season there So in the last two games. So they have a very easy schedule. The only games I'm concerned about is maybe San Francisco, and uh, Pittsburgh, and we'll see what happens. But, yeah, we'll move on here to uh, the next game here, which is Tampa at Washington. And I'll say this, Taylor Heineke, I feel like when he plays fearless, this team plays better, where he's not afraid to put up a ball and maybe and maybe he gets intercepted, maybe it doesn't. There was a play where it, was, it wasn't the best throw in the world. Four people around his receiver, the ball barely goes through the uh, – uh, I think well, I think I forgot whose hands it was. It was Tampa Bay. It was the Tampa Bay defender's hands, and uh, it was caught for a first down or whatever. It's like with Taylor Heineke, uh, plays fearless. This team, this offense, seems like it gets more momentum. Their run game is absolute garbage, though. I said two point seven yards a carry 
on 24 carries. I know they're playing Tampa Bay, but Washington, I think that's the one thing that's been hurting them this year, too, is their run game was really good last year, but this year it slowed down a lot. And you want to see a little bit more of their uh, run. You want to see the run game pick up a little bit. Uh, and it really, it really hasn't this year. And it's put a lot of pressure on Taylor Heineke to produce uh, even a, uh, at a higher level than I think he's capable of. But I'll say this, though. This, this defense, I know Chase Young uh, went out in this game. But this defense played phenomenal. This is the defense that I wanted to see throughout the season. Uh, and I think last two weeks, or last three weeks, I want to say, They've been, they've been playing really, really good football. Yeah, they played really good against uh, Green Bay, only allowed 24 points, uh, allowed 17 to Denver, and then they allowed 19 here to Tampa Bay. That's really good football. That's very good football. And, yes, they did lose, for what, four in a row here to uh, lost to New Orleans, lost to Kansas City. But this defense looks like it's starting to kick into gear here with uh, these last three games. And for the rest of their schedule, like, it's winnable games. Like, Carolina, Seattle, uh, Las Vegas, those are the next three games. And then they play all division opponents. They play Philadelphia twice, they play Dallas twice, and then they play New York to wrap up the season. Uh, for the last, what is that, the last uh, six or five games of the season, it's all division games for them. They can, they can make the playoffs. They can go on a little bit of a run here. And I don't think people are very, really looking at Washington to do that. But if their defense plays plays good football, even without Chase Young, they play good football, they keep the momentum going, and they and Taylor Heineke plays fearless, who's to say that they won't they, they, they don't sneak into a playoff spot at ten and seven or uh, you know, nine and eight or whatever, because that NFC that that's going to be a very tight. Those six and seven spots will be very, very tight and very, very. It's going to be a lot of teams uh fighting for those spots there, especially with New Orleans. And I don't think I think they're going to start going on a losing streak here. But if New Orleans gets to six or seven losses, that 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 six spots wide open for grabs. I think even six losses is wide open, and uh, it's going to be a very fun. But I've been saying all year, it's going to be a very fun. Very fun to see who gets those six and seven spots in the NFC there. I think it's going to be Minnesota and maybe Carolina. I think Carolina or Atlanta are going to be those teams just by default almost. But don't be surprised if Washington sneaks in, sneaks in there and uh, grabs a spot there because I think I think the way they've been playing football here lately, yes, they may have not picked up wins, but they play good football. They're very well coached. And if their defense starts picking it up, it's going to be a very – uh, it's gonna be very. It's gonna be a very good end of the season for them, I think. And another thing is the reason they won this game is time of possession. I think. Uh, let me see here real quick. Let me get up here. I they had thirty nine minutes to uh, Tampa Bay's twenty one minutes. That that's all you need to say about this about this game. That that last drive is what you want to see. Ten minutes to seal a game. That's incredible. That's insane, especially when, uh, you know, Tom Brady on the opposite side and, you know, the possession before you fumble and it leads to a touchdown and it gets Tampa Bay down one score uh, in the game. And then you're able to put a drive like that and bounce back like that. That shows a lot about about this team and the way they play football and the way they're coached. Uh, 
but going to Tampa here, they're not beat. They're they're not they're not un, unbeatable. I think that's one thing. You know, you look at Tom Brady. You look at these high profile names: Leonard Fournette, Antonio Brown. Uh, I know Robert Gronkowski hasn't played, but you know Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Uh, you know Tristan Wirfs on the offensive side, and defensive side. You got JPP. Uh, you got Indomitian Sue. You got uh, you know Levante David, uh, Devin White. Uh, you know, Antoine Winfield Jr. is making a name for himself, but they got great players on their team, high-profile names, people that are in the spotlight a lot. But they're not, they're not unbeatable. And I think that's one thing. When you, get, when you can get some interior pressure and when your cornerbacks match up well against uh, their wide receivers and you can play physical with Mike Evans, you can, uh, you know kind of limit Chris Godwin to an extent where he's not getting big plays and big chunks every single possession. That says a lot about, uh, that says a lot, I think, about Tampa Bay is they're they're very beatable. One thing that concerns me about Tampa Bay is interior offensive line play, pressure up the middle, and I think it forces bad throws from Tom Brady. And... Yeah, Tom Brady didn't have a didn't have the best game. Yes, the first interception was not on him. That's a that's a drop interception. I'm not going to count that. But the second one was on him. It was just a bad throw. Uh, and when t- when usually a team doesn't play from behind a lot throughout the season, it they struggle when they are behind later in the season and when they're having the and when they're playing in close games. And I think we've seen that from Tampa Bay a little bit, and maybe they needed a close game like this because I don't. Let me see their close games here in a little bit. I know they lost to New Orleans, but they kind of got like they were down like two possessions the whole game. Uh, but yeah, they blew out. They blew out Chicago. They blew out Miami, Philadelphia. They kind of had that game wrapped up a little bit. Uh, you know, you really nobody really saw. It. They were I think they were about three possessions in the fourth quarter, and then Jalen Hurts scored two garbage time touchdowns. But their last game was week four. The last close game really was week four against New England, and they barely won that on a miss on a missed field goal. They need. I think one thing is they need to they need to play closer games. I think Tampa Bay. Uh, I think they just they they struggle in them a little bit. They've struggled in them a little bit, and it's it is concerning when it when a team like Washington who doesn't have the best run game doesn't have the best quarterback in the world, is able to put a 10-minute drive to steal the game and to take up the whole fourth quarter, that's very concerning. That's very, very concerning. And it's something that Tampa Bay probably will get fixed or fixed before the postseason. But it's something to look out for when postseason comes. And, you know, if they're in a close game, see how they perform. See how not Tom Brady performs, but some of their other players perform. Because Tom Brady's going to show up when – when it's crunch time, but are the other players going to perform, get space or get separation or get, uh, yeah, get separation, you know, be able to have the vision, play good football, good, play good sound football. That's something Tampa Bay need. You need to look out for, for Tampa Bay when it comes crunch time in the postseason. Uh, when that, when that comes, when it comes along, but yeah, we'll move on here to the Seattle game of the week here. Uh, uh, it's always the end of the week. Four o'clock, highlighted game, CBS or whatever, it's Fox or whatever. It's always uh, it's always the end of the week. I don't care how good the teams are uh, or not. But, you know, this was a good defensive matchup between Green Bay and Seattle here. 
Um, not really much to say about this game, except defense has played very well. Uh, Russell Wilson looked rusty. He looked very rusty. Those two interceptions were bad. Those two interceptions cost him the game, in my opinion. A first down interception at the 40-yard line when you're taking a shot at the end zone and double coverage, that's a bad quarterback play. That's something you don't really see from Russell Wilson. He's pu- you can tell he's pushing a little bit. He's trying to make up for the team. He's trying to make up the uh, how many losses they had real quick. Let me look at this real quick. So they had uh, three losses. Or So they went without him. They went... Was it three and one, or yeah, no, two and one, or they went three and one the last four games. They had they've had a bad. This probably this is one of the worst starts of the seat. Or this is their worst start of the Russell Wilson era. I'll just say that this is their worst start of the Russell Wilson era in Seattle, and it looks it just felt like he was trying to make up all those games in one game, and you can't do that. And you know, just forcing passes when he doesn't need to. He just looked rusty out there. It didn't look like the same Russell Wilson because it looks like, because I don't think he's been in this position. He, he's never been in this position before. Uh, he needs to just play, just take it one game at a time. I know it's a very generic thing here from players at a time, but take it one game at a time. But Russell Wilson, I think, needs to take it one game at a time because when he's in there, this team plays a lot better. This team looks like a playoff team. When he's not, they're not a playoff team. You know, they're, they're one of the worst teams in the NFL, in my opinion. It, he makes that much of a difference to this, or to this organization. Uh, and him pressing the way he did in this game is not what you want to see. And it's and it just, um, it's just not it – it, it was one of his worst performances, in my opinion, I've, I've ever seen him play. It was one of his worst performances. Um, also, the unbalanced nature of their offense – 16 rushes to uh, 40 passes. That's not going to win you football games. I'm just going to say that. That's not going to win you football games. You can go over to Green Bay, 37 passes, 32 rushes. That's going to win you football games. I don't care if you're running 3.1 yards a carry. If you're balanced on the offensive end, it keeps the defense honest enough, and it allows you and it helps you score. And that, that that's, that's a huge factor. That's If you're able to keep a defense honest, play action – Always works, especially in an offense like uh, like Matt Lafleur's coming from the Kyle Shanahan tree, where play at play action is the bread and butter. You know, running the football, play action that's the bread and butter. Now I'll get into the Rams here when I get there, the Rams and 49ers game. But it, when you have a balanced attack like that, even when your run game isn't going, but if you're if you're even even Green Bay, they had like maybe 20, 23 rushes, they had ten less rushes. I would still be like they're running the football. They're attempting to uh, be a balanced offense, and they're not. And they're trusting in both both of their uh, passing attacks, whether it be rushing or passing. Uh, I said passing. Their uh, offense attacks. They're passing and rushing. But Aaron Rodgers, they had the best game. He looked a little bit rusty too coming back. But you know, this was a. You know, this is a good matchup here. I think I think you have both you have both quarterbacks coming back from uh, not playing. Uh, Russell Wilson obviously the finger. Aaron Rodgers with uh, he had COVID, and both of them look rusty out there. It, it is what it is. But I'll say this: Green Bay's defense no, they don't get the credit that they deserve. Three sacks on Russell Wilson. Sh- they shut them out. Green Bay's defense is legit, and I don't think people realize that. 
they have a really good defense. Um, but well, but when it comes to playoffs time, we'll see because usually Green Bay does choke in the playoffs. But we'll see. They they have the best record in the NFL at the moment at eight and two, where it's tied with Tennessee. But we'll see. But Green Bay is looking like a really good football team, looking like a scary football team, especially when Aaron Rodgers is on his game. He wasn't on his game this past week or on Sunday, but when he's on his game, they're a very good football team. So we'll move on here to uh, Oakland at Kansas City, and I'll keep this one a little bit short and sweet. I kind of just wanted to hit on uh, Kansas City's dominance in this game and just the um, just Travis Kelsey having a game uh, – that I think is something that this Chiefs offense needed. Uh, if you want to go look at his uh, last couple of uh, games here, you know, it's just not the production that we're used to seeing from him. 65, 27, 68 yards. It, he had 99 against Washington, uh, you know, five games ago. But his last, his last three before this Las Vegas one just wasn't the same production. And then you see this game, and it just felt like every important moment of this of this game for the for Kansas City, he was there when Pat Mahomes needed him. And I think it just it's just, just a huge game here for Travis Kelsey, in my opinion, just a huge game. Um, Pat Mahomes played probably his best game of the season, in my opinion. I thought it was just a really good football, really really good football game by him. And also going on to Las Vegas real quick, they 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 choke when they. They choke when they have, a, so they, have, they have such an important game at home, at Las Vegas, from the home crowd. They would put Kansas City back two games. Two games. That's how important this game was because I know Kansas City would have had one more loss than them, but Las Vegas owns the tiebreaker at that point. That's two games that they have to beat you in before they, before you can, uh, before they can uh, win a tiebreaker over you. That's, oh man, it's just it, Derek Carr. I think he he didn't play the, he didn't play the best, but this whole team didn't play good, in my opinion. It it just it's very they feel like the same team as last year, where they got this hot start. They're a good football team. They're 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 borderline playoff caliber. They have a chance to make the playoffs, but I think they're going to uh, screw the pooch at the end of the season. I think it's just not a. It's just I think we're going to get the same old Raiders, the same old Derek Carr the second half of the season. I just don't see how this team is going to make the playoffs, especially playing like that, laying up 422 yards, laying up almost 500 yards or over 500 yards of offense. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, let me double check it real quick. Uh, yeah, 506 yards of offense. They almost got out. They got outgained by over 200 yards of offense. That says a lot. That says a lot. Uh, it just it was a bad game. It was a bad game by the Raiders. We'll see how they bounce back here. Uh, let's see who they have for the rest of the season. They have the Bengals, Cowboys, Washington's a scary football team. I talked about them earlier. Kansas City at Kansas City at Cleveland. You got Denver. That's a winnable game. At Indianapolis at the Chargers. The only game I really like, I'm confident that they're going to be able to win. Is that Denver game? Maybe the Washington game, but is that Denver game? Every other game that they have, their last uh, was it eight games of the year? Is that eight games? One, two, three, four, 
five, six, seven, yeah, eight games of the year, I'm confident they're going to definitely win one of them. You know, and they they kind of they put themselves in a bad spot, losing to the Giants, losing to Chicago. That that was a big one. Losing to Chicago uh, was a huge one. They should be at least seven and two right now. They should be at least seven and two, but they're not. And I don't know. It just, it just feels like the same old Raiders team. But I'll give credit to, credit to the Chiefs here. This is definitely the best performance of the season by them. And they play like they've been there before. And the Raiders play like they haven't been there before. And that's all I'm going to say about that. So, yeah, we'll move on to the last game uh, of this recap. It's the Monday night game. It's the Rams at the 49ers. And one thing to notice in this one, when I was looking at this, when I was looking at the stats, 42 pass attempts, or 41. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to count the stupid field goal fake by Johnny Hay. That was was one of the dumbest plays I've seen in a while. Uh, 41, uh, 41 pass attempts to 10 rush attempts. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Darrell Henderson, 5.2 yards a carry. Internet ran the football. You know, Sony Michelle five yards a carry, not running the football. That's that's ridiculous. I'm sorry. That's that's just a bad. Sean McVay has not last two weeks have been a very poor coach game. Yes, Matthew Stafford. You know, the interception that Odell wasn't the best. Wasn't the best play. It, it was a bad play. But a lot of the stuff isn't really like there. I think the other 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 interception was a tipped interception. Like. I just I don't I don't understand where Sean McVay's head is at the moment. Matthew Stafford's playing really good football, but they're putting too much pressure on his back. It feels like he's playing in Detroit again, where he's having to make every play because they're forcing him to pass so much. Run the football. This team was built to run the football, and you're not running the football. That's terrible. It's awful. It's awful game planning. It's it's I'm not even, it's it's just hard to fathom. Why the Rams would do that? It's it's just I don't I don't understand it. I don't understand. It. Then you go over to San Francisco, run it forty four times. They didn't really get to use Jimmy Garoppolo in this game. If you can establish the run game, it just makes it so much easier for your offense. It just makes it so much easier. It's just I don't I don't get it. Jimmy Garoppolo, I think did a great job of taking what the defense gave him in this game. And that's what he does best. And I think that's one thing they did on the Super Bowl run was they take they took what the defense gave them and they moved on. Jimmy G wasn't pushing the football. And this was a this was a good this was a good showing for them. It, this felt like a San, this felt like the San Francisco team that made this that made the Super Bowl. It felt like that team. It felt like they controlled this game and it, it just I don't know, it just it gave me flashbacks to that twenty nineteen season where they were they were the best team in football, in my opinion, and I still think they were the best team in football, even when they did lose to Kansas City. They were up on Kansas City in that Super Bowl, and they, they I think they more lost it than Kansas City won it. And San Francisco is a good football team. Jimmy Garoppolo is a good quarterback. This team, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. They need to stay healthy. That's the main thing. They, they're healthy. They're such a good football team. They just need to stay healthy, and I think that's one thing that uh, just to look for uh, with them is th- their health. Are they going to be healthy throughout the season? They're going to be healthy throughout this 
stretch where they can make a run. If you look at their last couple of games here, the last eight games of the season, Jacksonville, Minnesota, Seattle, all favorable games for them, in my opinion. You can easily go you can easily get the seven and five. Cincinnati's gonna be a tough one. I kinda wanna see how Cincinnati bounces off their bye week and see how they perform after losing two in a row or three in a row, I think. Two two or three in a row. Uh and then they have Atlanta at Tennessee. That's gonna be a tough matchup. Houston and then they're at Los Angeles. They can eat they can make a postseason. They can squeak in. That's what I'm talking about this NFC here before I wrap it up here. NFC is up in the air. That six, those six and seven spots are so up in the air right now. It's it's unreal. It is unreal how up in the air those spots are. But we'll, we'll see how it shakes out. We're halfway through a season. or halfway through the season. We'll see how it shakes out. But thank you all again for listening. Make sure to like, share, subscribe. Make sure to follow the Instagram at Spark Talk. Make sure to follow the Twitter at Spark Talk too. Make sure to follow Houston. Uh, should be back for the predictions uh, tomorrow at Varsity Ginger Fifty Five on Instagram. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at underscore Sparky underscore Four. And just thank you all again for listening. And I will see y'all next time. Uh, have a good day.